Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on Packers. Your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Keith. I, I think in your heart of hearts, maybe you saw something like this coming, but I also know what you bought it's your Super Bowl um, airplane tickets. So uh, are you surprised about are you surprised about how bad this was or or is this kind of what you thought maybe might happen? You know, I, I would I would like to stay for the, for the record, I, I am not. I am not a jinx. I, I was not a jinx two years ago when we melted down in Seattle, and I, I am not a jinx today. I, I don't play special teams, nor do I play defense. And just a just a reporter trying to trying to book a flight with a twenty four hour cancellation policy. But <laughs> man, oh man, Bill, <laughs> you're you know, you're 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 very smart economically. I mean, you you don't want to wait. So I, that was just it's economic sense. It's not jinxing anything. I, By the way, if you're trying to figure out what Keith is talking about, it would rhyme with spit and then rhyme with snow. So, <laughs> spit snow. It's, it's not a spit snow, but it would rhyme with that. Um, it rhymes with the spit show. Yeah, it does. Um, 
oddly, and I did write a story about this, and I, I felt I felt bad writing it. I shouldn't say I felt bad. I, I kind of felt like I was making excuses, but it's, it's not an excuse. But, I mean, just go through a cross, misses a field goal. So if he makes that, it's 7-3. to three. Instead, the Falcons go down, they kick a field goal, it's 10-3. It's 10 to three. The Packers are driving again, and they're getting close to getting a touchdown, and Rutkowski fumbles. So there's a potential seven points off the board. Um, and then later you've got the... I don't know what the hell the Falcons are running on that play. I don't know if it's supposed to be an end around to Gabriel and the, or, or if he was poorly timed or, or if he was supposed to catch the snap. I don't know what it was. It was a disaster. And Jake Ryan all but recovers the fumble, but he doesn't. He literally, I don't, I don't know how he did. It looked, he, he seemed to be on top of it, yet didn't have it. Yeah, um, he pointed out to me that the football is 20 inches long and it takes funny bounces. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's actually twenty inches, but he didn't have enough of them. <laughs> so, and he, so he got that play. You know, you're, you're almost in field goal range with with the recovery. You're practically in field goal range already. So there's more points off the board. So so far you, you got Crosby's field goal, Rubikowski's fumble. Maybe you get a touchdown for ten. You've got the Ryan recovery. So maybe you get three there, if not seven. So at least you got thirteen. And then at the end of the half, you've got Ladarius Gunterow. First, you've got Marwin Evans somehow totally mangling an interception opportunity where, where Matt Ryan makes his one and only bad decision all the game. He throws the ball into quadruple coverage for the world's... To what, to what looks like, it, like it's going to be a fair catch. Yes. The easiest interception in the history of mankind, and Marwin Evans botches it. And then, was it one play later or two plays later, Gunter has an interception, and he drops that too. So... The Packers' offense left 13 points on the field, and the Packers' defense gave them seven. So, again, it's championship teams make the plays. The Packers didn't make them, so you get what you deserve. But it would have been interesting if you make those plays as badly as your own class in this game. It's, not a, it's, it's actually a game, but obviously they don't make any of those plays, and you get what you deserve, and you end up getting killed. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, there's so, so many plays during the season, and Especially in the playoffs. I mean, on one hand, you you know it's it's fair to lament those two or three or four plays, those those whatever plays. But on the other hand, how many games come down to two or three plays? And again, the good teams make them, and the, the teams that are they're close but not quite teams can't make them, and that that is the difference. And you know, the Packers just for so long. You know, during this during this whole run the table thing, I mean, they've been, you know, defensively, offensively, they've been spectacular. Defensively, they've really been playing above their heads. They've had almost no margin for error. Right. Get into this game, and, and aside from the place that we talked about, I mean, literally from the opening kickoff, Kentel Bryce going out, uh, Lane Taylor going out, all these guys in and out of the lineup. This isn't a team they can afford to have more guys leaving the field. And it's it's just, I, again, you, you lament what could have been. And, and had all those plays on the Packers' way, there were still enough plays that they lose this game. But I, but I guess what we're talking about it, at this point, after the fact, is just feeling better about the loss. And you know what? I It's, it, it, it's so funny. You go through, you know, and, and I don't, you know, I, I don't want to be one of those that, one of those jaded writers who, I mean, you know, Bill, you, you and I talk. I mean, 
we grew up Packer fans. You know, we we can we can recall back to when we were kids and, and watching Packer games, and you know, you grow up and you get the opportunity to cover the team, and you know, of, of course, you want them to win, you want them to do well, and, and even from as a writer, the pinnacle of our profession as a football writer is covering the team in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, of, of course, we want them to to do well, but it's just it's it's disappointing to see this, and you just you wish it had been closer, but. You could almost you could almost see this coming again. The, the margin for error was was so slim. I mean, things really had to go absolutely perfect for them to beat this team, and it, it was far from it. He, I think, Matt Ryan just threw another touchdown pass. <laughs> Stop it! I'm sorry. Stop it. Um. Hey, I was I was watching that AFC game. Honestly, the only thing I was rooting for was for the margin of victory to be greater. Yeah, you see, he, he, he yeah. Based on his reaction, he, he, he feels like it's something pretty serious. And, and as a free agent, I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, fans forget, and, and, you know, even as gliders, you know, sometimes get the catch. This is their livelihood. I mean, this is a guy with a family, with a future, you know, playing a game that he's not going to play until he's in his 60s and retire with a 401k. I mean, this is. Make your make as much money as you can now, and and be as smart as you can with it. So, I mean, to, to get an injury, you know, late in the year, I mean, it, it's extremely disappointing. Yeah, I talked to TJ after the game. He said that he re-injured his broken left foot. He said he, it had never healed really anyway because he kept playing on it. So he re-injured it, and he said it felt like it did when he originally injured it. So I'm assuming that whatever healing that had been done on that has been uh, rebroken. So, yeah, he goes down, and, you know, Devontae Adams didn't look like himself. And, uh, God, I'm sitting up there watching pregame warm-ups, and it's like, boy, he's, he can't play. He did, and he was, he was, he was a non-factor. You, you give the guys credit for playing, but, man. Well, and, and Jordy, Jordy Nelson, too. Jordy Nelson comes up basically in a black jacket, and, I mean, he, you know, grimacing the whole time, but out there and making plays, and, I mean, you're, you know, you're you're encouraged by that. You're you're encouraged by, you know, just the toughness and the resolve these guys show. But again, it's just when it's not coming together, it just it, it just you know starts to seem a little pointless by the time it's it's twenty four to nothing. Yeah, you know, I I feel like the Cowboys game that it was so evenly matched they could play ten games and you know maybe one of the teams would have won six. This game, God, I, I feel like the Falcons have won every single game. It was just a, a massacre. Um, it helps to be healthy like we've been talking about. I mean, the Falcons had four guys in their injury report, and, and the Packers had Packers lost seven starters or key players in, in this game alone. It was, yeah, like I said, adding injury to insult. Um, God, where do you start on offense? Um, I guess I, I, what 
was bizarre to me on offenses, and I wrote a story about this in midseason, how Green Bay's always been so good at protecting Rodgers from blitzes, and if teams that face or teams that blitz Rodgers ultimately get destroyed by the blitz, Falcons just whipped the Packers, and that, I thought that was stunning. And, and that's not so much physical; it was that's that's mental errors. I, you know, I, I don't know if it's Lyman errors, or if it's Ty Montgomery errors, or a combination of all of it, or, or Rodgers errors. But I don't think I've ever seen him get so many times by Blitzer just coming scot free. Oh yeah, there, there just there wasn't a uh, there wasn't a comfort level. I mean, there was there was there was no comfort level in the pocket. There was no kind of that strategic. I'm going to step up. I'm going to step this way. I'm going to step that way. I'm going to buy time. It was. I mean, it, it was. It, it looked chaotic. It looked chaotic. You know, it just he dropped back. You didn't know where the pressure was coming from. You didn't know who was going to hold their block. And and again, that's not something we've seen. And there just it was. There was that inability to get that rhythm that we had seen from them in the previous eight weeks. What did you, Nelson did good. I was, I was surprised how good Jordy played. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, no, I agree. I agree. I'm looking at you know, but you know, Adams three catches, 16 yards. I guess probably not a surprise there. You know, Cobb six for eighty-two. It didn't seem like Cobb was a, much of a factor and. In a game like this, I think Cobb had to be a factor. Then, God, they come out in the second half, it's 24 nothing, and, and Jared Cook drops two, and Rupkowski dropped one, and I'm just, I, someone else dropped one. I'm drawing a blank on but they dropped four passes right off the bat in the second half, too. It was just unit-wide. Was it Janice that dropped one? Um, oh, Jordy missed. Yeah, Jordy. I think it was Jordy that dropped one. Yeah, or maybe it was Janice. I don't know. But, yeah, and, and again, the margin for error was, was so slim when, you know, and really, you kind of went back and forth with, you know, were you, were you disappointed by, you know, Julio Jones and, and you know, Gabriel and, and Sanu and these guys just running free through the secondary, or were you disappointed that the Packers offense that just simply couldn't keep up with them? You know, it's, it was, it, again, it was just, it was one of those games that it was, you just watched it, and it, it seemed to get away from them so early. And again, again, even even with the missed opportunities, there was a point where you kind of stopped lamenting the missed opportunities because you started to realize that while it would have made them close, it it wouldn't have ultimately made a difference. So what what's worse? Is it losing in Seattle fashion in the championship game and, or Arizona fashion last year where you're so close and then you have it snatched out of your hands? Or is it, are you better off as a fan just watching them get creamed? What do you think? I, I, you know, I, I think Seattle, I think Seattle was, was still worse. A game that was there for the taking versus, versus a game today that was so quickly out of reach, I think. And, and, you know, again, both of them, both of them have the same result. You don't get to the Super Bowl, but it's just that that Seattle game. You know, they went into Seattle, and it's hard to it's hard to put yourself in that mindset of two years ago. But you know, for us, you know, bitter riders that and hang on to that feeling, and, and I'm sure fans can relate. It's you you went into that Seattle game, not really sure if they could hang with them, and and next thing you know, you know they're they're. Surprising you, and they're they're hanging with them, and they're 
in the lead, and, you know, again, five minutes to go, you're up by 12, and it's just absolutely just, you know, rips you up about versus this game. I mean, things went, things went bad so fast. I mean, Crosby misses the, you know, they go there. Atlanta goes down, and there were opportunities where you, you thought they were going to stop them. Atlanta goes down, and they score, as they always do on the opening drive, what was it, seven, eight games in a row. Green Bay comes down, Crosby misses the 41 yard. So right away, you're like, uh-oh. Okay. And then you've got the Rutkowski, and then, you know, the fumble, and, and, and the whole thing, and then it just, again, it, it very it very quickly got away. So it was hard to ever have that emotional attachment to this being a game that you were going to win. So, I, I mean, I guess in that respect, I, I still feel like the Seattle game was worse, even though, you know, in, in terms of a final score, this was the this was the worst beating. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, you're sitting there watching the first. If it's like, well, if they can just get a stop here, if they can just get a stop here, if they can just get a stop here, or if they could, it just you just kept waiting for something to turn the tide. When that, I thought that might have been the most disappointing thing. Where you, you go back to the Chicago game where, where they blow all that lead late and they make a play on the deep pass to Nelson end up winning, and the Detroit game they're losing at halftime. They come back and win the Giants game. They they're losing early. They lose Nelson. They lose the momentum on that fourth down play, and they come back and make some plays to win that game. He's sort of waiting for something, and then he realized, well, shoot, it's 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 too late now. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting up next to our good friend Rob Reichel from Packers Plus, and he's you know debating Mike McCarthy's uh, two point strategy. I'm thinking, and I said, what the hell does it matter? They're getting killed. They're getting killed. It's like it doesn't at this point it doesn't matter. You must just try to score as many points as you can. Matt Tavis, our fellow Packer report described, sent me a text at one point. He said the Packers need five touchdowns to take the lead. Bay, but you know, you New England aside. 
wow, you appreciate what a what a rare and special opportunity it is, and just how gut wrenching it is when you're so close but don't get there. But it doesn't. I feel like, but it it, it doesn't. It, the, the season isn't a failure. You know, I mean, you really. It's. I feel like you're dismissing so much to just kind of throw it all away to look at it, it, where they were and where they came to. You know, we saw some of the best quarterbacking play that, you know, maybe we've ever seen out of any quarterback ever, ever in the history of the NFL. I mean, we've seen amazing things. We've seen amazing things that Jordan Mouse out of, out of uh, you know, Devontae Adams. We've seen Ty Montgomery, you know, go to running back and get 160 yards at Chicago. We've seen, you know, Hail Marys. We've seen amazing things, and you don't, you don't want to throw out all those great moments of 2016 because things didn't work out, you know? So it's, and it's, it's tough. It's tough, especially, you know, hours after that loss, but it's, you know, I feel like you're really, you gotta, you gotta grieve for this loss and, and grieve for the, the missed opportunity. But I mean, man, what a, what a season. Don't, don't throw all that out. Don't throw out all those, all those highs of, of that running the table because they didn't get to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's an interesting point. Um, but Jordan, it is title town, and it's and you feel like and you, you know, I realize that Rodgers has four, five, six years probably of, of really good football. But don't you feel like that you're wasting all this stuff again? And, and okay, you, you don't want to dismiss all the good that's happened, but again, it's it's another season that's that's down the drain. And as you know, as Mike McCarthy told us, you know, back in training camp, they, they, you don't hang, we don't hang, as he would, as he said, we don't hang banners for division championships. And I feel like, yeah, they won all these games, there's these great moments, and they overcame all this adversity. But, but what? I mean, you're, this isn't, this isn't Detroit, or what, uh, was it? Uh, was it Sam White? This isn't Cleveland. Is that what he was? Was that Sam White? Who said that? This isn't Cleveland. So. I, yeah, yeah, it was all those unruly Bengals fans, and he got pissed off at them. So, don't you feel like it's that? I mean, this isn't Cleveland, yeah. and yeah. it is—it's a. I was, I was trying to be—I was trying to be glass half, glass, glass half full. No, I'm, I'm not. No, you totally dismissed it all. I—I I don't. Yeah, you're. I mean, it's a tough thing. It's true. It's true. It's true. So, I don't know. Then, I mean, what do you? I mean, look at look at what Jared Cook did. Look at how how much he came up down the stretch and when he was healthy. And you know, again, we I think we go back to the familiar, familiar conversation of you you can't you can't win Super Bowls with one hand tied behind your back. Which yeah, that's right. It's kind of how we feel Ted Thompson does it. I mean, it, once you know when when. When Micah Hyatt went out of the game, I mean, and they went to their dime, where they're not three undrafted free agents as part of that dime defense. You had Marlon Evans, you had, um, was Kentrell Bryce back in the game, and you had Darius Gunter. But I mean, there's all these, I mean, it's great that they pro personnel staff that uncovers these gems. And I understand there's plenty of first round picks that were on that defense, too. But I mean, again, you go out, maybe. You do need to go out, and you need to sign more than just one guy. You sign one guy. You sign a Jared Cook, and guess what? 
he's phenomenal. He's fantastic. So go on and get get two of those guys. Get three of those guys. Again, we, we talked about what the Giants did, and, and I mean, sure, they went out and signed guys for their defense, and Green Bay beat them. But I don't know. It's just you always – it's not like a game where you – you know, again, with such a thin margin of error and guys that can occur, you needed you needed one more guy, you needed two more guys. I don't and I don't know where you get them from, but you know, it's it's they've been they've been dealing with the trickle down effect of, of Sam Shields since since he went out of the lineup and, and you and I in this podcast have mentioned that, you know, six, eight, ten times that whenever this ride comes to an end Speaking of Shields and corners, I talked to um, me and Rod Ramoski and Tom Silverstein talked to Shields after the game for a minute. He, he wants to play again. Would you, he's under, obviously he's under contract. If you're Ted Thompson, would you let him play? Or are you saying not worth the risk and it's not worth the money because of the risk? What, what, what would you do there? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, he's he's a very likable guy. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, of course, of course, if he was a big jerk, I'd probably say the same thing. But I mean, God, he got so much to live for. He's 30 years old, or 31, or 32, wherever the heck he is. And I think you've heard him, and you know, I'm sure the listeners have too. All, all the sad stories of former players with with brain problems, and God, he's had four concussions in the NFL. I think he had one in college. That, that's Probably enough is enough. I, and I hope, you know, just knowing Green Bay's staff here, I would say they would probably close the door on him. I, and you hope that the rest of the league thinks the same. And you hope that Sam has some people around him who said, you know what, Sam? You got a family. Jeez, move on. Find something else to do. So, I, yeah, as it, bad as Green Bay's secondary is, I, I would rather turn elsewhere than to, than to bring Sam back. Yeah, you, you, you got to, I mean, you got to, again, you got you to step back and say, what is like for. Sam Shields, the person, versus 
how can Sam Shields, the player, help this team? I mean, you, again, it's it's a football is a game. It's a, it's a great opportunity for the guys that can play it, and it's a, you know it's a great opportunity for us to cover and fans to watch it. But you know, these are you know these are these are guys like you know like you or I. You know, they they've got families, they've got the rest of their lives ahead of them, and my man, oh man, you you would hate to see him come back and get another one and then have this be one of those horrible stories that you and I are covering, you know, 10 or 15 years from now where, you know, something awful happens. All right, Keith, last, last, last question for you. Dom Capers, bring it back or not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, gosh, I had a, just a, just a, a long text exchange with, with some friends as this, as this game's going on, but, why is it, I mean, what what schematically has happened where you're like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, this is Don Caper's fault. But if you want to, I still say, if, you, if you're if you the, the finger-pointing type, you have to point it at Ted Thompson. I mean, mm-hmm. how is it, look at what Don Capers is doing. And look at, look at when, when this defense has come up big against the Giants or whomever, I mean, Again, you know, and, and I just said it a few minutes ago, Bill, you know, Don Capers playing with three undrafted free agents in the time. I mean, what is he supposed to do? Who is he supposed to put out there? You've got Ladarius Gunter running the 4-7-40 against Julio Jones in a 4 40 I mean, that's a... That's not a good matchup, you're saying? Well, that, that, that's a go-to-the-well sort of play, you know, I mean, in that matchup. So, I don't know, you know... I mean, you can, you know, if you if you blitz, you're leaving yourself vulnerable. They really weren't getting much pressure on Ryan. They couldn't cover. I don't know. How is that down Capers' fault? I mean, there is no there is no NFL defensive coordinator who draws up a scheme for guys to be running free through the secondary and flashing open in the end zone. So, you know, all he can do is take the guys he has and try to put them in the best position. I don't think the Deficiencies that we've seen on defense have been Don Capers' fault. And if anything, I would say maybe he, maybe he and McCarthy have done a better job than we thought by taking this group and getting them to the NFC title game. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I really, I, I, I don't, I don't have much blame for Capers. I really don't. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, unless you're looking for change for the sake of change and hoping that ignites something. With a with a new vision and new thoughts, if, if that's the thinking, but I'm with you. I mean, who on? I mean, if you're, um, what, what are you going to do? Who, yeah. Who are you putting out there? Right. What, what guys are you? You know, people are like, oh, you know, they, why aren't they calling one blitzer? I mean, they they weren't they weren't getting within a sniff of, of you know Ryan Tannehill today. I mean, right. If, if if you're Falcons offensive coordinator Kyle Shannon, and who who do you care about on that defense? I mean, Mike Daniels is a good player. Um, Nick Perry with one hand's been pretty good. I mean, Clay Matthews hasn't done much. Julius Peppers, a play here and there, otherwise hasn't done much. The inside linebackers are, eh. You know, the corners are terrible. You know, Clinton Dix is a pro bowler, but, you know, Burnett's been injured. I mean, who do you care about? All right. I mean, I look at, I look at the guys on that defense, and I especially look at the guys that were on the field in the second half for defense. And I'm like, 
what else could like who who is who is getting more out of that group? Who is who is doing more? Who is getting more production? Why is that? Why is that a campers issue? I I don't know. I mean, I mean, unfortunately, you know, that's one of those things that's a you know we talk about X's and O's. You know, the old cliche X's and O's versus Jim's and Joe's. I mean, guys have to execute. You drop the scheme. You know, the, the scheme isn't drawn up to have guys on the other on the other side making plays. But you know, your your eleven have to be out there winning their one on one matchups, being in the right place, not making mental errors, and and occasionally you run into a team where you were simply physically overmatched. And I think we saw a combination of all of that today. And, and I, I, I'm not saying Dom Capers called the perfect game, but I, I don't look at what happened and say, man, oh man, Capers, Capers really screwed up. I, I just, I can't, I can't say that. Yeah. I'm with you, Keith. I think it's well said. You, at the end of the, at the end of the day, players win football games and, and yeah. I, mean, I, 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 will, I will take Julio Jones over Gunter. I will take Muhammad Sanu over Randall. I will take, I, I can just go on and on and on the list. They just have far better players. And, you know, Lombardi couldn't coach that defense to anywhere, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you can, you, can only, you can only do so much. I mean, you, you, I think you can have, a good coach can take bad players and get more out of them. Bad coach can have good players, and and it can look like he's better than he is. But you know the the optimal matchup is when you have that great coach with the great players putting him in the right spot. And I just you know again, I mean, I, I think we you know whether it was Gunter's speed or just you know Randall's indecision or hesitation, it just you know to me it it, it looked like they were physically overmatched, and and I don't know how you. Uh, I don't know how you hang that on the defensive coordinator, especially again coming off, you know, two weeks separated from a, a victory over the Giants, where, where we were just singing the praises of, of you know, counter and guys like that. But it's again, it's the, it's the consistency, and it just, you know, it was uh, the, the margin of error was slim, and, and it was going to run out eventually. It's, it's unfortunate that it came down the way it did. All right, Keith, it's been fun. Maybe, maybe not this podcast, but most of them have been fun. So uh, I thank you. And, uh, they have been fun. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll, have to do, we'll have to talk some more big picture stuff down the road because the, the people like you. So. <laughs> we'll do, a, we'll do, we'll do a, a season recap. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on some, some good memories from 2016. Yeah, hey, uh, how, about, how about a Pro Bowl podcast? That'd be great. All right, never mind. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> All right, Keith. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Keith. All right, take care. All right. Yeah. All right. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.